Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Actually, can I just share a testimony right now? They're not, they're not stopping, so I'll just, I was going to share an announcement anyway, but now we get to be musical. <laughs> Nicole actually, um, one thing you don't know about Nicole is she gets invited to speak at high schools like weekly, um, and they just... I said, why do they keep inviting you back? And she says, because I'm really good. <laughs> she might have, I mean, I get it. I'm like, you're amazing at sharing the gospel to a bunch of high school kids and seeing everything change. So I'm like, I'd invite you back too. So she invited me this time, which I was just blown away. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't be more excited. We went to um, Estancia um, High School. And um, there was probably about 70 80 kids there, and it was through FCA Federa- Feder- Fellowship, not Federation, that's Star Wars, but, um, <laughs> so they gave us like 12 minutes to share, <laughs> I'm like, what do you do in 12 minutes, what would Jesus do in 12 minutes, and uh, I'm like, I don't have a sermon that lasts an hour, much less 12 minutes, and, and uh, I just don't talk short, um, so I just thought, well, we, we better do something powerful because these guys hear somebody new every week almost. And so I said, God, let's, I just want to show them that, that just, there's power in your name. And so I just stepped up there and I was just being super silly. And, and I was just like, hey, guys, I'm tired of boring Christianity. <laughs> and I, said, I actually, I actually, I want, I want powerful Christianity. Anybody here want to, I said, I want to change the world. Does anybody here want to change the world? And, and like almost all of them raised their hand. And I'm like, come on, I got a live one here. And so <laughs> I wasn't sure high school kids, did they respond? I don't know. They're too cool. I don't know. Um, but they were just they're like, yes, that's what I want. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to change the world. And, and, and you know that, that, that God gave us the power to change the world. In fact, he decided that we were the only ones that he wanted to use to transform the world. And he gave, us, he gave us something called the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to tell you I told them. But basically I just said, listen, God gave us the Holy Spirit. And he's in you if you've accepted Jesus in your life. And the power of the Holy Spirit can change everything. And, and by the way, you guys don't have a teenage Holy Spirit. Praise God. And I said, is anybody here? Well, and then I shared a couple testimonies about what it would look like. What's the, what does it look like for the power to come? And I talked about how, how that, 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 that to change the world, you've got to defeat the works of the enemy. And the works of the enemy is his sickness, it's pain, it's depression, it's poverty, it's, it's fear, it's anger, it's stress, it's anxiety. It's, uh, and um, I said, and Jesus came to destroy that, and we get to do that today. Who here wants to do that? And they're like raising their hands like, what's coming? <laughs> and I said, cool. And I shared a couple of testimonies, and um, just, just briefly, I only had 12 minutes, and I'm like, oh Jesus, what time is it? And I said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, see, we're gonna see people get healed today. Who's ever seen somebody get? Who's never seen someone be healed today when you pray for them? And like, they all raise their hand because we don't do this normally. And um, I said, come on, God's gonna show up because you're powerful. And I said, hey, anybody with a sports injury, stand up right now. About 10 kids stood up. And um, man, I, I don't, I'm, I'm taking a huge risk. Like, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm just like, oh, Jesus, if you don't show up, this is going to look ridiculous. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> right, Jordan? <laughs> 
come on, we got to do stuff that, like, if he doesn't show up, it doesn't work. <laughs> That's Christianity. Um, and I said, hey, everybody, just if you're next to him, put a hand on a shoulder or someplace really appropriate and a back or something, and, 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 and just, just repeat after me. And if you're not around, just reach your hand out. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. All right, that's it. If you were standing up and you had pain, try, test out your injury. Is there still pain there? And I looked around, and this, this is the moment of truth, right? <laughs> and, and I looked around, and, and I could tell a couple of people, like, didn't want to check it out. And this, but this, all of a sudden, this one girl just starts, just starts weeping. Huh. And she's, she's like halfway up. I just remember. And she's trying her knee out. And she's just, she's just a mess up there. People are looking at her. And I'm like, what's happening? She's like, there's no pain. I'm like, come on down here. And she comes down. And I just said, hey, what happened? She says, how long have you had the injury? What is it? She says, it's my knee. Nine months ago, I got injured. And I had surgery. I had a bone fragment taken out of my knee. She's like 15, 16. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And was there pain before? She says, yeah, always. I said, how about now? She's just like, she can't hardly talk because she's just so touched by God. She just can't believe this just happened. I can't believe God just, I can't believe. And she's moving around. The place is just like silent. And it's like, oh my gosh. So good. And there's not a religious bone in the, in, in the room, right? There's the high school kids that just want to change the world. And, um, and the time was up. <laughs> it's time to eat pizza. <laughs> And so I just, I just prayed over them and I blessed them and I just commissioned them to go change the world because I don't know how often people do that um, in their lives. And, and so it was awesome. They all got pizza. And then there was this young girl too that's actually been to our church once. She's amazing. She's kind of giving sideways glances at Nicole and I. They're, she's talking to her friend. I'm like, hi, what's your name? And she told us her name. And, and I said, hey, and I just felt like God said she was her little, her little dancer. And she said, I'm like, hi, are you a dancer? I said, well, I'm in cheerleading squad. I'm like, close enough. And uh, <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> Don't, it doesn't need to be perfect. Just, let's just start talking. And, um, and I was like, hey, is there anything I can pray for you about? And, um, and she said, yeah, both my knees hurt. And I, and I said, why? She's like, so I got this degenerative bone disorder. I'm like, you're like 15. How does that happen? And she's like, she's like, yeah, it just really hurts all the time. I says, cool, we're going to pray. And Nicole laid hands on her, and, and we just prayed a simple prayer. And she just starts moving them, and I'm like, how's it feel? And she just starts crying. And she's just like, there's no pain. She's like, oh, my gosh. And she's, I'm like, try it out again. Like, don't, don't lie to me. It's fine. I'll t I can take it. And it's just, it was just the sweetest thing. And man. He doesn't have to heal people, but he does. He always shows up in some way or another. Anyway, I just, that's amazing. I just love that. And, and yeah, I love that she's been here too. So um, can we just give God a hand for just the worship and, and for what he's doing right now? Come on, thank you guys. Man, I have a mess. Well, Chris is doing revival in Texas right now. Um, be loud, but it's all right. Um, so he would be here. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Has anybody, I'm just going to take a risk here. Does anybody had any like financial breakthroughs this week? Like you just felt like, like you didn't expect something, but you like something came through like a refund. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Yeah, like 
honestly, we, do you guys remember we prayed over the offering last Sunday? If you weren't here, um, we prayed over the offering. We, just, we prayed over people that didn't give any money and did give money because it's not about giving money. It's about a heart that wants to be abundant. And so we just prayed over our, our resources. And Sunday afternoon, I got a testimony. Monday, I got a testimony. Tuesday, every day this week. It's been incredible. So, and, and we did too. Like, yeah, we, we, yeah, we might actually have a house to move into. Who knows? Um, <laughs> who here is new? Has never been to Presence before? Raise your hand. Come on, I got the sours in the house. That's amazing. Welcome, you guys. All these, got some moms in the house? Come on, if you're a mom, raise your hand. Come on, we got... And Jessica and, 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 and my mom, Patty, she's here. We just didn't... Love to honor moms. She's amazing. All right. Well, um, uh, um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray for the offering real quick, and then I'll do some announcements while we're doing that. Do we have people to do the offering? Yeah? A couple people? One? Todd, Todd you want to go ahead and start, and we'll just pass the, we'll pass the, um, the bin bucket? I don't know. Um, and, yeah, we'll get somebody else. We can, we'll take care of that. And while you guys are doing that, I'll just, we'll just we'll pray over it. Um, let's pray over it first, and then I'll do announcements. Um, yeah, I'll let them get set up. What's that? Just pray. <laughs> My wife just says, just pray, Jesse. <laughs> Come on. I want to pray in faith, though. Can we pray in faith? Listen, listen. Prayer is not about just, like, filling airspace. Like, let's actually change the whole week. All right. Put your hand on your wallet, your pocket, wherever it would be if it's not there. Put your hand on your purse. If you're going to give today, that's awesome. If you're new here, you're not, you're, this isn't your church, you can keep your tithe in your church. We love you. Just, just hang out with us. But hey, so put your hand on wherever you're, you're giving. We're going to commission our resources to change the world. You ready? All right, Father, we just thank you for, for abundant, abundance, God. Father, you say that, that you are the God, you are the provider. Father, you've blessed us to be a blessing, God, in every way. In every way, God. So, Father, any areas, God, that, that need, um, any areas of lack right now, Father, we just declare there is no lack. And we just say, Father, would you multiply resources so that we could transform the world? Would you multiply resources so we could honor people around us, so we could give money to people, so we could help people with our time and our, and our resources? Uh, one announcement, I, I announced it last week. I want to make sure I hit this again. Um, does, who's ever heard of Dan Moeller? He's a speaker, who, and if you didn't hear me last week, he's coming to Orange County. I don't know how he's coming to our, our community. He gets over 400 requests a year, and he, I don't know how it happened, but we got him here. So May 20th, 21st, and 22nd, he's coming. I've listened to over 50 hours of this guy's teachings, and it transformed my life. Now, you may not have to listen to that much, but I, I needed a lot of help. Um, and this was like two years ago, three years ago, and it just, it just changed everything for me. So if I can't give a big enough endorsement to come to one of the sessions, just one of the times he's going to speak, you won't be sorry. YouTube him, Dan Moeller, M-O-H-L-E-R. Um, just figure out who he is if you don't know. I want to encourage you, like, sacrifice a couple hours on one of the sessions to come. It's free. He actually didn't want us to charge. He says, I'd rather you didn't charge, Jesse, so there was no hindrance to the gospel. I'm like, all right. So it's free. Just come, show up. Um, and it's at a different church on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday on the 22nd, we're going to have him here. So just come to church if you want, and we'll get him here. But it, 
I also want to tell you guys, come early, all right? There's people driving from Arizona all over town. I've never hosted a conference before, but this is crazy. Like, we're already 90% full, and that, it took like four days to do that. So register. You have to register. Have to register. Otherwise, I don't know if we're going to be able to save seats for people that haven't registered. So go online. Our website has the link. It's free. Just do it. And then come if you, if you have time. Um, presenceoc.org is our website. Just go there. It's, it's on the main page. Um, Becoming Love is the name we're calling it. Um, yeah. Cool? Um, oh, yeah. If you want to give during um, via credit card or something like that, um, you just got to text 77977 and, and, use, and you text the word presence OC, and it'll respond and give you directions. So that's really easy if that's what you want to do. What? Say it again. 77977. <laughs> and tax, text presence OC. <laughs> okay. I'm a professional at this, aren't I? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Well, is there anything else, Nicole? Let me make sure I didn't miss anything. This is my favorite day of the week. Like, I just love doing this. Um, and I don't love the microphone. I just love worshiping with people and seeing everybody come. Um, cool. You want to come on up? Cool. We're going to have a little special thing today. Um, uh, Nicole is going to, is going to run, the, run the show, and, um, and we've got some incredible moms coming up. But I'll just head off here. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a mom, raise your hand again. Props to all the mamas in the house this morning. Um, I'm really, really excited. I, I normally, if I'm honest, um, don't get super pumped about uh, Mother's Day, but this year is different for me. Um, as my husband and I are in the process of adopting a four-month-old, and we are also expecting, and so I'm like, I have to be really excited. I'm supposed to be really excited about this day. But, uh, but I truly, truly am. As we began to prepare um, for what God was going to do this morning, how he was speaking to how we should prepare for this morning, um, I just really felt the Father's love in so many ways, and I was super pumped about today. Sundays are my favorite days as well. Thanks for stealing that from me. But uh, really excited about just the nuggets of wisdom that's going to be given out this morning. Um, so actually, if the mamas, Jessica Segal and Karen, if you guys want to come on up, we have some incredible mamas that's just going to share some funny stories, share some nuggets of wisdom. It's going to be incredible. Uh, I love celebrating. Jesse and Chris always make fun of me because um, if it's your birthday, just let me know. I celebrate birthday months, birthday weekends, and the birthday. Um, I also like to celebrate Sundays and the first day of the week, which is Monday. Um, and yeah, I, just any reason to celebrate, have a dinner party, that's me. So if you want to have a party, come talk to me. But I love Mother's Day now because I get to celebrate all these amazing mamas that we have here. Um, and now myself, yes, yes. Um, but as I was, was thinking about today and um, just preparing and just asking God what he wanted to share um, outside of what they're going to share today, I really felt a heaviness in my heart. And so I was going to share this at the end, but one of the things I wanted to do was actually break off any limitations or lies that might um, just float through some of the mama's minds this morning before they share, because I truly, truly want you to be able to enjoy and learn from these great ladies. Um, and I know that Mother's Day can be difficult for some people. I know that there's probably some of you who may not have the best relationship with your mom. Mother's Day was never my favorite uh, holiday because of that reason. And I know there's probably some of you who have been trying to get pregnant, and, and, and you've not yet 
Um, and we have a, a father that is a great, great healer. And so we're going to pray for you afterwards. Um, and then I know that there's some of you that maybe you, you get caught in the lie of you're not a good enough mother. Um, or you're not doing a good enough job. And so I just want to first, before we start with the amazingness, just break off that those are all lies from the enemy, that you're all good enough. And if you're a man in the room, I actually did a little bit of um, preparation for the men because I'm like, Paris, are the men going to be totally bored today? Because I don't always understand Father's Day. I'm, it's, it's also not very fun for me. We're going to change that here at Presence OC. Um, but today applies to you as well. For the men in the room, it applies to you as well because Genesis 127 says this. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And the fun little Hebrew, and I don't speak any of these, but the Hebrew root word is amago day, and it means the image of God, that both male and female were created in the image of God. And so, fellas, if you're in the room today, which I see some of you, you get to actually learn from the mamas that have a characteristic of God that you also get to carry. Women have a characteristic of the father, an image of the father that you actually get to have as well. So we are all imprinted with God-like characteristics and the dads you get to share with the moms and the moms you get to share with the dads. So dads, you might learn something today from your wives or from these ladies and you might also be able to pick up on something that is God-like characteristic that you also get to carry. So with that, I want to introduce, this is Sigal, this is Karen, and this is Jessica, and these are just crazy mamas um, that are heroes to me. I have, I've just met Karen, but I've, I've met her daughter, she used to go to our home group, and she's incredible, and she's at Bethel now, first year, um, and she's just like beautiful in more ways than one, and smart, and fun, and I love her Facebook post, she's like super encouraging. Um, but I know Sigal and Jessica a little bit better, and if you don't know them, You've got to meet them. They are so amazing and powerful. Jessica is like, um, as we're preparing to have a kid and as we have a little one now, um, she's like the queen of cloth diapers. I don't know if y'all know about cloth diapers, but somebody told me that there was a service, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, cloth diapers service, where they come and they pick up. You don't have to, like, do anything. You just put it in the bag, put it on your front door, I guess, and they come and pick it up. But Jessica didn't have a service. She was the service. She, she did the cloth diapers herself. Like, that is just amazing to me. I, I can't imagine. Thank you, Lord, for Jessica. Um, but also just raising two amazing kids that are super adorable and fashionable, and they're like little kid models, OC kids on Instagram or something. You've got to follow them. It's so cute. And then Sigal, you actually just started a vlog, like a video blog. Um, she is just full of wisdom and I've got to actually sit under some of that and learn from her, and she just has so much life experience and also has two amazing, powerful kids. Um, and so I can't brag enough on all three of these moms. If you're a woman in the room, I know that you're going to learn something. If you're a man in the room, I know you're also going to learn something today. Um, so I'm just going to hand it over to them. We have some questions that we're going to ask and then um, just see what Holy Spirit also has to say. But I thought it would be fun to start. Um, share your name again, share your kids' names and ages, and then maybe like a funny story or favorite memory or something funny that they've said, anything that you want to you wanna share that's fun and light. Good morning. Um, my name's Sigal, and I have a daughter who's 12. Her name's Taylor, and then I have my boy. His name's John. He's four, and I was going to share my favorite memory about how I remember my four-year-old in the car worshiping and singing about taste from God and river of life. And then he had a total meltdown in children's church this morning. 
So I had to pull him out. He's with his sister currently because he was screaming and having a fit. So there you go. Hi, my name is Karen. I have three kids. Um, okay, this is serious. One is 47. I had him when I was like, no. And uh, one is 35, and my youngest daughter, Kristen, is 26. So I've got 21 years between kids. So I was the youngest mom forever in a school, you know, district, and then I was the older mom. So I've, I, I've been two lifetimes, and then I've got one in the middle. But um, they're all different, too. If you think your kids are going to be the same just because they came from you, it's not going to happen. Um, just a quick little, since we're doing something funny, um, Casey, my middle child, she was the creative one, you know, had the ADHD, couldn't stand there, but now she owns two successful businesses. She's 30 years old. She's an entrepreneur. I mean, who, who knew? She couldn't do math. They're like, this girl has to go to self-high. She's like, us. anyway, um, I, I had to put Casey on a leash because, she, I'm not kidding you, she would run, and we lived in Beverly Hills, and oh my gosh, the looks I got, it was in Neiman Marcus one day for some strange reason, and I had her at the top of an escalator, and this lady just actually came up and was like, what are you doing? This child isn't a dog, and I just, I was so stunned. I was like, honey, if you knew my child would go straight down Rodeo and I'd never see her again, you would have this leash, so... That, that was my funny thing about Casey. That's awesome. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm Jessica. I have two kids. Um, I have two babies in heaven, too. So, um, yes. Um, but, yeah, two kids, four. Reagan's four, my daughter, and my son is almost two. His name is August, and they're a lot of fun. And Reagan is in this funny stage where she says the most hilarious things. When she was three, I remember this specifically because I Instagrammed it. But um, she, she calls me, I put her to bed, she calls me from the top, she's panicked. Mom, 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 well, honey, it's okay, I'm coming, there's a hair in my tooth. And so I, you know, I kind of laugh and I run upstairs and looking for this hair, there's no hair, I can't find a hair, so I'm like, here, swish this water around and she's swishing and she's panicked and then she finally swallows, she's like, oh, there we go. I swallowed it, it's in my throat with Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because she's dead serious. I'm like, honey, Jesus is in your throat? Yeah, he took it. He's holding it now. <laughs> okay, she's got some good theology. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so that's my funny Reagan story. Well, the first question that I thought would be fun to start off with is, what does it look like to raise powerful kids and maybe even define what powerful kids looks like um, in your household? Does anybody want to start? Okay, raise powerful kids. Well, I read a book. <laughs> um, actually, it was really cool, by Danny Silk, about loving your kids on purpose. And his whole teaching is based on how God the Father treats us. And so Jesse and I were like, yeah, let's raise our kids that way. I mean, I've only been a parent for four years, so I don't have that much experience, but it's been really neat to raise a powerful kid. I mean, it's so easy, and this is with friendship, this is with any relationship, really, to want to control and want to tell them, this, do this because I said so, or stop it, just stop it right now, just stop it. Just, you know, just want to control when they're freaking out. You just want to stop it. I'm going to put you in your room and stop it. Um, but it's been really good for me to learn that I can't control her. She's not my slave. 
we're not slaves of the king. He doesn't control us. He, he, he gives us freedom and choices, and he helps us clean up our messes when we make them. But um, that's something that Jesse and I are learning is how to raise powerful kids is to let them make messes and be okay with it and um, not feel like I have to train them to be super obedient and yes, ma'am, and, but to, you know, have freedom, but yet boundaries and it's, I don't know, it's a fun learning process. I'm not that great at it yet, but I'm learning. I, I remember um, before home group, we would do dinner and uh, it was probably one of the first, I don't know, maybe two and a half years ago when I started going over to Jesse and Jessica's and I'll never forget, I told Paris, I'm like, we have to learn parenting from them because Reagan was eating dinner and she was so excited because there were so many people there. Um, and I remember Jesse saying, Reagan, are you finished? And she had eaten some food. They weren't going to starve her. She'd eaten, but she didn't want to finish her food. And um, I remember watching as Jesse said, Reagan, are you sure that you're finished? Giving her the option to make the decision. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. I'm finished. So then when it came time to go to bed, which was pretty soon after that, before home group started, you know, of course, the kids are always hungry before they go to bed or they're thirsty. I pulled that as well. Uh, but I remember watching the interaction um, and how Jesse and Jessica had given her that option to make that decision, which I think came out of that book. Um, and, and she went to bed. They put her to bed because they said, oh, you, you remember when we asked you at dinner if you were finished and you said yes. You know, so, so now it's time for bed. And I remember thinking, oh, that was good. I got to learn from that. And it's just been really evident, especially as we've watched them uh, raise their kids, just the, the decisions that they give their kids. And obviously, they're still parents, and they're protecting them in, in ways. But um, raising powerful kids and allowing them to make a decision and make a powerful decision, which I'm so excited to see how they're going to be as teenagers. That's going to be rad. Did you all, did you all want to share about raising powerful kids, or should we we'll move on to the next one? Move on to the next one. So the next question we had was, um, what has been the biggest challenge being a mom? And it doesn't have to be in the past year. Maybe it could have been your first child or first couple years, but just the biggest challenge um, in being being a parent. I guess I'll answer that one. Um, I, for me, it goes back to some of the things that you were saying already about raising powerful kids. I think as a parent, because we can see things coming down the pike. We wanna protect them and tell them what to do and very much control them in many circumstances. And I think um, it's just been challenging for me to just not control and just to allow them to make mistakes, which is so hard when you know, especially it's gonna cause them pain, but they kind of have to go in and form relationships and learn how to treat people and learn from their mistakes. So that for me has been really challenging is just to not just, I know what's gonna happen here, so therefore this is how you need to play it out, but to let them kind of learn and watch them fail and then pick them up and brush them off and tell them they're gonna be okay. Okay, my, my um, <clears throat> biggest challenge was with my firstborn, because his dad died when he was three. And that left me, <clears throat> you know, to raise him. Um, I was a single mom. I was being an actress in Hollywood. I was going to interviews every day, trying to raise this child. God actually raised this child. And believe, I wasn't really walking with the Lord then, but God doesn't care. He's going to watch over the orphans and the fatherless. And that's what he did with my son, Brenton, who who is, you know, 
just got married for the first time three years ago, and I have a two-year-old grandson. That's the full circle. And you know what he said to me the other day? He goes, Mom, this is really healing me, having this son. And, I mean, it looks like a little mini-me. They look alike. They're, you know, two years old. And so <clears throat> there were a lot of challenges. But, you know, God took up the slack. I mean, I wasn't even praying, I, you know. But then the second time around with my, my, my two daughters, I was full-on in the Lord. But my point is God doesn't need you to do anything. I mean, it's nice, <clears throat> but he's not going to say, oh, because she's, you know, praying and all this, I'm going to take care of her. No, he's going to do it no matter what I do or don't do. And that's the beauty of Jesus, and I love it. What is one thing that you have learned just in the past year or past six months? Something, um, yeah, something about parenting or yourself or just living with children. What's one thing that you have learned? Um, for me, it's been hard uh, kind of stripping away my, I felt like I had an identity crisis when I had kids. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, I can't just do what I used to do and carry my baby around. That's what I thought I could do. But it's a little different than that. Just so you guys know, it's a little different. Um, <laughs> you're kind of, you take on a whole new identity. But, um, yeah, for me, it's just continually realizing that it's okay to do nothing but be mom. And, that, I mean, that title feels like, oh, what do you do for a living? I, well, I, I'm a mom. You know, at first I would take that question at the park as, oh, great, I'm not doing much. But now it's like, well, I'm a full-time cook, doctor, nanny, um, <laughs> therapist, um, <laughs> crime negotiator. Um, so just being okay with that identity instead of feeling like, you know, in this generation of social media, it's like you have to do so much because you look at the pictures and you see you compare and you see... I mean, this is across the board, not just in parenting, but in life. It's like, well, that person's having more fun than me, or they're doing more thing fun things with their kids, or their costumes were way cooler, or Pinterest is like, oh my gosh, my party, or, you know, I enjoy throwing parties and things like that. Not to say those things are bad, but just that whole comparison thing, you know, in, in life, in the world of social media, I feel like is huge these days, so... And as a mom, that can be really challenging because you feel like you're not doing enough already because all you're doing is wiping bottoms and picking up the house and doing laundry, but you're actually raising up world changers, and that's a pretty big job. So, yeah. Actually, going off of that, what is, I didn't prep you guys for this one, so my apologies, but what is one piece of advice that you would give to expecting moms? Do we have, I know we have one, Jessica, there, how many expecting moms, or maybe you've been mom for less than six months? There's, are there any? Two, two of you, three of us, four of us? Um, what's one piece of advice that you all would give that just reminded me of just the expectations of what you think motherhood will look like or just being a parent? Um, yeah, just one piece of advice that you would give to very new or expecting mothers. Um, I would just say be flexible. So I think we can have all these expectations of the way things are going to go, how the birth is going to go and how the baby's going to go. And even me the second time around, oh, this time I'm, I'm going to have a great sleeper. I'm going to put him in the crib from day one. He's going to fall asleep on his own. It doesn't always work out that way, and I think you just kind of learn to roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
One thing, don't expect perfection. You're going to, you know, make mistakes. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. I had to apologize a lot to my... Apologize a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it humbles you greatly to be a mom or dad. And because you're in charge of provision, you know, uh, security, teaching them to be thankful. And um, showing them the world, you know, uh, how to relate. Um, it, it's a big job. But what I like what you said about the mom and dad is inside of both a woman and a man. We have the capacity to father and mother, and then the man has the same capacity. Uh, that's something I didn't really know till recently. And it's true. Um, we, we take up the slack where, you know, we have to. And, and, and then God is merciful, just like the song, God loves mercy, and he gives it. Yeah. Yeah. And trust your instincts, because God gave you that kid for a reason. You know, it's really neat. Um, in scripture, oftentimes when we think of the word nurturing, we immediately think of a female. Um, but God actually called Eve the nurturer before she had children. And so it's just, again, another characteristic of the Lord that we all get to carry, um, but that he gave Eve before she even had children. Like, how cool is that? I, I was, I think, some, someone from Bethel, I think it was maybe Chris Vallotton or somebody just posted um, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about doing um, or having your job well done. I said that wrong. It's not about being a perfect parent. It's about, I forgot it again. Anyways, it's about being well done, doing it really well than, than trying to aim for perfection, especially with, as Jessica was sharing, just with social media and the comparison and all that. I have a girlfriend. I actually just adore her. She's my favorite, and I tell her all the time. She posts all the mishaps that happen in her house with her kids. It's hilarious. You will get the most likes if you post those types of things. Um, I promise. Uh, you know, she'll post a picture of, like, I cleaned my kid's room, and 10 minutes later, this is what it looks like. And you're all, oh, that happened. Okay. Um, and so it's okay to be honest on social media. It really helps us out, us new, new moms who have no idea. Um, okay, next question. And this one's probably like our, our deepest. And then I want to share some t testimonies. Um, how have y'all learned to be a mom and still carry the presence of God? Still allow Holy Spirit to lead in the way that you parent, to lead in your home? And what has that looked like for you individually? Um, for me, it has been learning to listen. So sometimes we just automatically respond to things at home. Sometimes we have an idea of what should happen. And I feel like parenting, living, mothering, fathering, being a daughter, it all should happen really out of relationship rather than out of principle. I heard Bill Johnson say that once. So it's not about having this patent answer for everything that happens, but just being willing to listen when I want to say no. And I hear my dad in heaven say, um, why not? Why can't she do that? So what if she gets messy? So what if they stay up late? And just being willing to just lay down what I think is right in that moment and just let him guide me. I have three grandchildren now, two, four, and seven. So that's who I'm, you know, 
getting to, to, you know, practice on with ways that I wish I would have done for my kids. You know, that, that's the grandma privilege is to be that. And, you know, oh gosh, there's not any rules hardly anymore. Um, <laughs> I know that's, that's, that sounds weird, but yeah, it's just like, okay, let's go with that. You know, let's do that. And, and it's so fun. It's so fun to do that. But practicing the presence of God, I think for me, journaling is really good. Journaling, um, even every day, you know, you can look back and go, wow, that's, that's what happened. Um, you know, praying, um, staying in the spirit, like taking that time. And I know for moms that, like I was reading somebody's blog the other day, said, yeah, at 10.30 at night, I finally have five minutes to be with Jesus. But God's going to multiply that time and honor that. And so just, I think, seek him, you know, all day long. I know when you're a young mom like you guys are, it's, there's no time. You're just going from one thing to the other. But, but that, that's easy for me to say now because I have a lot of time. I have nothing but time. But, um, yeah, so if you could work it in, I would suggest yeah, like with any season, you know, you have to kind of readjust things. When I got married, I had to refigure out my quiet time with the Lord. And and then when I had kids, you, you had to try, you know, refigure it out again. And as they get older, you figure it out again. And like all the seasons that we go through in life, we kind of have to readjust. Like, what is my relationship with God? And I don't have enough time to do that anymore. So for me, it was just being okay with um, worshiping him or thinking about him or talking to him even if it was just super casual, not like a, dear Jesus, thank you for it, but just like I'm thinking about him and I'm kind of chatting with him while I'm picking up my kids' toys or doing the dishes. And I used to be so hard on myself for not having the time to do the full-on, put on the worship music and get the journal out and light the candle. <laughs> like whatever, I, I used to love doing that. And it's like, it's just not practical and I'm just so tired and I'll fall asleep if I try that. So... Um, yeah, just whatever season you're in, adjusting and being okay. Like, and God's reminded me several times. He's reminded me of my past times with him, and part of me would get sad and kind of mourn that, but he was going, no, 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 we're still, we, like, we're still the same. Like, we still got this relationship, Jess. Like, just because you used to do those things and had more time or felt more passionate when you were in full-time ministry and, you know, worshiping all the time and going to conferences, like, you're still the same Jessica. Like, you're still you, and we're still close. Like, that history is still there. Like, it's still built a foundation for us. Just because you don't feel as close right now in the season that you're in doesn't mean that we're, that we're not close. Like, we are, remember? And he'll just remind me, and I'm like, oh, okay, good. Because, you know, we go through those seasons where things feel a little drier, or you just don't have as much time, and you feel busy. And, but God's like, no, remember those times where you, you sowed into our relationship? Like, it's, it's doing something now. We're still close. So that's really blessed me. Yeah, I totally had um, one of those moments. Like I mentioned earlier, we've only had Roar, the little little one we're trying to adopt for four months. And um, I used to just love to get up and, and have my journal out and spend my hour and a half and, and soak and worship and dance around my living room and just do what I wanted to do for as long as I wanted to do with the Lord. And so um, it was actually a really cool moment. I was um, in the middle of changing his diaper, 
was a very pretty diaper. Um, and I'm like super, I was super nauseous uh, in my first trimester. And so like changing the diaper was the fastest thing I could do. Um, and so I was cracking up with the Lord because I was reminded like, I, I was a little envious, like, gosh, I really wish I wasn't up at 6.30 a.m. changing his diaper. Like, I wish I was, you know, having my time with the Lord right now. And um, God just said to me, you still are. Like, you get to have time with me while you're changing his diaper. And I was just reminded, um, just like the religious mindset that we have to, um, like, be able to check it off and sit down and have our time and check that box off of our day. We actually still get to have that all day long in relationship with with God, um, praying without ceasing, just having communication with him no matter what what we're doing, even if we're changing, you know, an unpleasant diaper, we, we actually still get to be in relationship with him. Um, and it was like, oh, I get to break off that religious mindset. Like, that's awesome. Thanks, God. And so we just laughed through, and that was probably my favorite diaper changing so far, because um, they've not been too great. But God's just so good in that way, um, just readjusting yeah, our, our time frame and figuring, figuring that challenge out. So my next question for y'all is... Um, for you to share a testimony of when you felt the presence of God in mothering or mothering someone else uh, in a powerful way. So, you know, if you're a lady in here and you don't have children, maybe you don't want children, um, or, or you're yet to get pregnant, you actually still get to mother people. We're actually still called to be mothers, um, to be moms, to, to go forth and, and mother kids. Uh, I was a youth pastor for seven years, and I could tell you one of the biggest um, things I noticed in youth ministry was... Um, where those kids spent time with, with adults, whether it was their parent or just a mentor, um, they actually um, would model after that person. And so I could tell you if the, if the student in my youth ministry, if their parents were believers or if they were being mentored by someone within a day's conversation with them and how powerful it was when the non-mom and dads to them came and just spent time with them and dedicated a day out of the week with them, those parents I invested in and I appreciated so much um, because they, they didn't have to spend time with these kids. But they said, you know what, we're going to be a mom and a dad, even though we're not their biological mom and dad to them, because that is important. And we all know that teenagers go through the stage where mom and dad's always wrong. Everything they say is always wrong. And then, you know, I would come in and I would say the same thing that mom and dad's been saying for a year, and the kids would be like, oh my gosh, yeah. And I'm thinking, your mom told me to say this, but I'm not telling you that. You know, but it's true. If you're, if you're not in the house with them, you have such a powerful impact that you can make on their lives. Um, yeah, so we all get to partake in being a mother. We all get to partake in being motherly to people who, who are, are, are not our kids. And I know, Karen, you probably do that now. I know you obviously still have your kids and grandchildren, but um, you get to mother so many young people. Uh, and I know that they just love the wisdom that you give. So Back to the original question. A one-minute testimony of how you felt the presence of God in mothering your own children or in someone with someone else. I was fortunate enough to meet a, a, a girl that had just gotten out of prison. Um, my my son's wife's father is a is a criminal attorney, so uh, he was getting her out of prison and. I don't know why the Lord just chose me to, to be with her, but um, I just spoke God into her life. She'd heard some things in prison. Prison is a, you know, a lot of people know the Bible in prison because there's not a lot of things to do there. So, you know, you got to, I used to teach a Bible study at the uh, House of Hope, and those girls were sharp. You had to 
do your Bible study because some of them knew, you know, that's what sharpened my skills in the Bible was that, you know, teaching them for nine years. But anyway, Cassandra had had her kids taken away. She was accused of planning, a, you know, a hit on her husband, which wasn't true. But anyway, when she came out, I know, isn't that weird? Um, when she came out of prison, she was a broken, she used to be a model and, you know, she, she was a broken woman. And um, God sent me along and just spoke life in Jesus. And I, and I got an email from her one day about you know, a year and a half ago that said, I will never forget how you loved me and, and, and welcomed me when I came out of prison. Uh, and, and so I continued that. I still send her a daily, uh, you know, verse every day. Uh, but she, she was just distraught. We, we, I bought her clothes. We took her down. Kristen did her hair. My daughter's a hairdresser. Um, and she, she, I sent her a card one day, and, I, and she said, you, whenever you speak, you speak God. And, she, and I was trying to help her with her kids because she hadn't seen her kids in years, and he was keeping them away from her. And I said, why don't you write letters to your kids? And, and she was, like, thrilled about that. So, but these were God's ideas. It wasn't mine. I'd never dealt with anybody like that before. But God will use us in any situation. This is a little bit different kind of experiencing God, but since my kids are so little, um, you know, feeling bad about not spending enough time with him, I remember sitting in the chair rocking my son to sleep, and I just started singing him a song, and I think it was a worship song, I can't really remember, it was definitely about Jesus, and I was just singing, and I wasn't really thinking about worshiping him, I was just kind of rocking my son to sleep, and all of a sudden, the presence just came into my room, into his room, and I'm just weeping, and I'm rocking him, and I'm like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> singing in this good night song, and I'm just a mess. And I'm like, I didn't even try, God. Like, you just, that was like a sideswipe, Lord. Like, you just, I'm just loving on my son because I'm his mom, and you just wanted to show me the Father's love so radically, you know, how much you love me. And so sometimes when you just love on somebody, you know, God just wants to show you that's how I love you at times 10, you know, so, yeah. So I'm just trying to think. I feel like God brings a lot of women into my life, and I'm able to love on them as a mom. And for me, it's been just really learning to listen, and I feel like it's so neat to have him give you his eyes and his heart for people so that as they're sharing what they're kind of going through, you're able to look at them with his love and move all the mess away and just speak to who they are. And it's my favorite thing to do that he trusts me with that, that I'm able to look at someone when they feel like they don't measure up or they've failed or they're struggling or need something and just to be able to say, you know, this is how much he loves you. Like, you're amazing. And just to believe in them. Like, people just need somebody to believe in them, to, to see that they're good, to see that they have potential, to see that they can make it, you know? So. I remember when Paris and I went over to the Skinners to um, babysit one night and the kids were already asleep. They were just going to go out on a date night, and um, 
I remember reading the just tips for the night. You know, if they wake up, just go in and pat them on the back. And I loved, there was a line that they had. It said, if, um, if August wakes up, you go in, pat him on the back, and he really likes it when you um, sing over him in tongues. And I thought, <laughs> they are so awesome. I just love them. How amazing. And then actually, I wanted to share a story. Karen's daughter, um, I didn't know she was a hairdresser. Kristen, I didn't know that. Um, the one that's always posting really rad stuff on Facebook, I saw a testimony and I thought, wow, that is so cool to, to know that your child is just changing the world in that way. She posted um, that she was at the salon and she wasn't doing the lady's hair, but she was sitting in the bowl where you get your hair washed next to this lady. And she felt like um, God wanted to share something with her. And so she just started asking her uh, about her life and the girl was in some kind of pain. There was something wrong in her body. And so she prayed over her and got to share the love of the Father and totally impacted this girl's life. And I just thought, like, when I think of the next generation, that's what I want to see, that it's happening in the hair salon, that it's happening in the grocery store, that they're not limited to just doing church or God on Sundays or at Bible study or at small group or home group, but they're actually taking the Lord every place that they go, and we get to be a part of raising those kids. Whether you have children or not, we get to be a part of seeing world changers in the hair salon and in Ralph's and in Whole Foods. Like how rad is that? I heard another testimony um, this past week of a lady that was um, at an event in Costa Mesa. I forget what it was. There was something going on. And um, she said, the Lord just gave me a word for an 11-year-old girl. And so I walked up to the 11-year-old girl and I told her how much God loved her. And I talked about her being a writer and being creative. Um, and she goes, it was funny because the Lord gave me um, some of the struggles that the 11-year-old had been going through. And I shared it with the mom. And the mom was completely impacted because she couldn't believe that God would actually speak to her about the challenges her daughter was having, but also give her daughter the first prophetic word. And the, the girl that did this, I think she's, it was actually Sammy. I think she's like 21 or 22. Um, and she's doing it just on the streets, you know, just in Costa Mesa, just changing lives because just listening to what the father is saying to these young kids. And I know a lot of times we get intimidated, especially being in youth ministry and, and having the, the honor of speaking at some of these high schools. We get intimidated. Like, are they paying attention? Do they even care? Are they even going to understand what I'm saying when I tell them God loves them? Or, you know, the Holy Spirit is saying this and this and this. But kids are way more open than they put off. They're way, or put, yeah, they're way more open to what you're saying, regardless of your age. Um, they're just way more open than we assume, and they need to be told that God loves them, and they need to be reminded that God is with them, and God's going to get them through X, Y, and Z. It's just insane, the stuff that's happening in middle schools and high schools um, today. It just breaks my heart, but I am so encouraged because I see what God is doing in and throughout these schools, and especially Thursday. Like, that was just so incredible and so rad. And, you know, all the, I took a couple pictures I'm going to post on social media so y'all can see. But these kids raised their hand. They'd never seen anybody healed before. You know, the, these, these kids were coming up to Jesse and thanking him afterwards and thanking us for coming. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're grateful. This is good. You know, but, but we just, I say all that to say we just need to be bold in how we communicate with the next generation. They're going to be leading your, um, your old people home, so raise them up really well. <laughs> Um, we'll just end with this. I really feel like uh, I know Sigal received something from the Lord about some of the ladies in here. We're going to have a time of prayer afterwards, and we'll call some things out at that point. But is there anything, um, just in closing, any last uh, nugget of wisdom or um, 
information that you want to share with the moms or the dads in the room or the non-parents even? Um, I w I'll start. Uh, connection. I'm just, this last year has been learning, I've been learning about connection and how easy it is to be present without actually being present. So if you can just connect with the heart of your child, um, you can make all kinds of mistakes and they don't even notice and they don't care because they feel like you know them and you see them and you love them, you believe in them. So, connection. I, th I think family is so important, like this church right here is family to a lot of us. Um, kids just yearn for that. Um, they they want to be together. I know my grandson, Everett, is a people person. I mean, if you put him in a swimming pool, he'll just run right over to whoever's over there, a, a family, and try to join in with them. I mean, he's just... He's kind of embarrassing us sometimes, but but he's just out there. I mean, he's seven and he and he wants to have fun and and be with people. But but th another thing too is I think it's really important to, to you know to find out what your child's individual gifts are and and what they want to do with their lives and give them opportunity, open doors for them. Um, you know, fathers are that's that's a, a good thing for fathers to do is open doors. And I heard. Paul Manwaring say something like, don't, um, you know, don't make your children envious. In other words, don't, don't like say, okay, well, I had to have it hard, so now you have to have it hard. No, just take that all away and give them a fresh start and a lot of opportunity uh, as much as you can and encouragement. Um, that, I think that's key. Yeah. yeah, I like the connection one. That's really good. Also becoming a buttonless parent. That's really good for anyone, <laughs> not just parents. But I think Jesse posted something. said something like, if, you're, if your button's getting pushed, just remove the button. So if there's something in your life that's annoying you, instead of looking at that person that's annoying you or frustrating you, maybe look at, why is this annoying me? Why is my button getting pushed? Let's figure that button out so I don't keep getting it pushed because those kids... Well, keep finding that button, and <laughs> it's not fun to have one. So, yeah. One thing I wanted to say about Casey and, and, and trying to fit her into a mold, you know, she, she was an artist. She was, she was creative. But, you know, sometimes the school system wants, if they can't deal with it, then they go to IEP or homeroom or somewhere. But um, I was discouraged. I mean, I was sitting up doing her homework till midnight with her, you know, just try to get her through high school. But, but look what God did. I mean, she's got two. She's opened a second location. Where does that come from? That comes from that creativity. God had a plan, and it didn't have to be cut and dried school, you know. I wish I would have known more of what I know today about that. I would have not been so rigid about making her. I mean, she, let her do something different than school. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you all. Can we give them just a round of applause for being amazing? Thank you all so much. Um, if you're part of the prayer team, we'll have you come up now. I, I really feel like um, Sigal, Sigal has something she's going to share too, but uh, if you, yeah, if you've not had the best relationship with your mom, if you have felt abandoned, um, I want to pray with you. 
I really feel like God wants to just remind you that he gets to be mom and dad to you. Um, and I want to navigate through some of that uh, with you. I specifically feel like there's three women um, that have experienced just abandonment. And um, if that's you, I just want to encourage you to come up. I, I just want to pray with you. Yeah, we just want to pray over you. If you, um, if you want to have children and if you have experienced any disappointment as a mom and you need some healing there, and I feel like the same thing that you were just saying, that daughters, for daughters to come up and receive healing in the area of being mothered. Um, also, just really quick, if you are a mom or expecting mom, go ahead and stand. Um, we just want to honor you really well. Don't be afraid. Go ahead, stand up. We have the, um, yeah, let's give them a round of applause. Yeah. We're going to have the, the kids are going to come in and they're going to give you a flower. So it might take them a second to come in. So do this for me. If you're standing, go ahead and stay standing um, until they come in. It might take them a second to, to find you. They're so amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and start prayer right now as well. So we just love you all. Thank y'all so much for coming. Don't forget about the conference. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more information and more announcements and all that good stuff. But we love you and we hope that you all celebrate in some way today. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.